0: cougar tailgate where byu fandom lives here's your host lauren McLean.
1: what's up everyone i'm lauren McLean. it's officially been one year since the sports world shut down how's everyone holding up luckily there have been some fun things that tied us over during the year while we waited and still wait for the day we get to enter our favorite arena, stadium, or venue to watch our team again. Joining me today is my pal Jason Shepard, Shep. What's up, my friend?
0: How you doing, Lauren? It's uh, it has been a long time. Like we we used to get together every week to do this, and uh, and then things just got crazy. You had uh, another child. Um, <laughs> Things got a Did little I? busier. Wow. You, you, I have not seen you. I've seen pictures of you and your baby, but I, I have not mm-hmm. seen you since. How is, uh, how is being a mother of two now?
1: Well, it's it ain't for the faint of heart, Shep, <laughs> and you would know this. It is, it is something else. It's <laughs> Well, that's not going to happen for me. But, <laughs> yes, two is definitely harder than one, but he is a sweetheart. Memphis is such a sweet baby, and so that makes it a lot easier. He's over two months old. And wow, life has changed. Life has certainly
0: changed. But it's, it's good to talk to you. It's always good to do shows with you.
1: Yes, and I know you've been super busy uh, with sports going on. There's so many different sports going on uh, right now, which is so much fun for fans. But let's talk about the number one sporting event that gave us joy and kept us going during the year where we couldn't really go and participate in sports in person. So I'm, I'm going to go first, okay? Okay. So mine was BYU's football season obviously guys it was it was just absolutely incredible it was something that was thrown together by tom homo and congratulations to him by the way athletic director of the year well deserved i think that is that is so significant and so awesome for him it put zach wilson on the map as one of the top draft picks in 2021 it was just such a fun season to watch and so it it, uh, it just helped with the sting of not being able to watch it in person.
0: Yeah, What would I, you say, Shep? Yeah, I think I'm probably going the same direction as you. I'm going to go with BYU football. But it, I, I want to go back before I get into why BYU football. And, and a lot of it will be some of the reasons that you gave. But I remember when all of this went down a year ago. And I was actually watching the Jazz game that night and getting ready for the Jazz to take on Oklahoma City. So I was watching the broadcast, which was really the first domino to fall, with Rudy testing positive and that game going, and then by the evening, you know, the NBA had shut down, and then the next day you had college basketball. So, But I I still remember thinking, and boy, how naive was I at the time, I remember thinking, oh, well, I'm, I'm sure it'll all be back in like two or three weeks and i mean we just we just had no idea <laughs> you chip. seriously like we had no idea what we were all in for but yeah i think i'm probably going with football and the reason i'm going with football was because there was no guarantee that that football season was ever going to happen we we didn't and mm-hmm. because BYU is so unique in As an independent, so you have that that you have to deal with. You don't have built-in conference games that you can fall back on for half of your schedule. So the fact that, and you referenced Tom Holmo, who just is a fantastic athletic director, and and I agree with you 100%, could not have deserved the award for best athletic director more than what he did for this year— But just the fact that we went from not knowing if there was going to ever be a season to having a full schedule and BYU playing almost all of those games. There was only one game that was postponed and ultimately canceled. It was with Army. Everything else BYU was able to do. And not only did you have the fact that the games were being played, but you had BYU performing at such a high level and gaining national attention. It was such an unexpected and in a very good way season for BYU football that that really is the one that stands out to me.
1: And it has so many implications for for that one season. I think for having all that national attention for a while there being the only team in the West playing football yeah. and then you have Zach Wilson getting all this attention and now, look, we have the Nakua brothers that are joining the team. I think there are so many implications from that season that will still come to fruition in the future um, just by the fact that they had they gained so much national attention. Do you agree with that?
0: I agree. And look, we know because we're around BYU and we have grown up as fans before we ever got into this business, we know what type of brand BYU is was and will continue to be. So I thought it was nice though after a little bit of a lull on the national, you know, in the national spotlight to be able to have that type of season where people are talking about Zach Wilson. They're talking about an unbelievable offense that just can't be stopped. You know, they're talking about a game between BYU and Coastal Carolina that was put together, you know, within a couple of days and obviously that one didn't go the way of the Cougars, which really stinks, but all of the things that happen. Zach's now going to be in all likelihood the second overall pick in the NFL draft, and this is something from a recruiting standpoint. Lauren, look, BYU can milk this for a while. This this is something. Mm-hmm. This is what you are mm. wanting if you're going into a recruit's house. Like, look look at this. And then you talked about getting the like the Nakua brothers in. That that is yes, they're they're from here, so there's that that built in tie in. They have that that they were raised in this area. But that's talent that wants to come here. They're not coming here if they don't think they have a chance to win at a high level.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So thank heavens for football, Shep. Thank heavens for yes. football. Football is king, and that's that's not an understatement. It just is the truth. And so when the team is doing well, and especially during a pandemic because all eyes are on them, right? Because people need that. People are wanting that during this time of fear and uncertainty and to have this team BYU football team just do so well under the strange circumstances was so much fun. So much fun to be a part of.
0: You know, and the other thing, and I think this is maybe beyond just any single sport, I think really the thing that stands out, and this goes to Tom Holmo again, you know, at the head of this athletic department, you know, making sure that things were implemented that allowed these players to play, regardless of the sport. The fact that BYU, honestly, if you look up and down all of the different schedules, if there was a, a game or a meet or a match that was postponed, I, I want to say like 98% of that. I don't remember BYU getting rid of a game because of something at BYU. It was always the opposition. So not only were they able to play all of these games, but they were able to do it safely. And I think that speaks volumes to the athletic department.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's move on. Also in honor of the painful year of not attending sporting events and the positive projection of venues letting more fans in, let's talk about which sport is the best to watch live in person as a fan ship i want you to go first with this one. Uh, see
0: there's so many i i'm such a sports nut in general i mean i'm the guy that does this for a living and i'll listen to sports radio on my way home and then when i get home i'll turn on a game i mean so like that's like i people say <laughs> and you your have wife to get, loves it yeah ser- yeah seriously she we're, we're about to celebrate <laughs> 20 years of marriage and uh I'm not sure she's still used to to all of the sports <laughs> that has come into our home over the last two decades. But, oh uh, sorry, Heather. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I think I think for me, being in person, I, I think it's probably basketball. Um
1: Okay. That is not what I thought you were gonna say.
0: Well, look, I love being at a baseball game. You know how much I love baseball. I love football. Right. But the the thing with football, most of my football viewing has been as a media member, and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm a little bit removed from it. Obviously, I went to BYU games growing up, but that was so long ago that I, I think the fact that you're, you know, you're in a in a stadium that's twenty thousand or smaller for basketball, and that that energy and everybody's so close to the court. I, I think that all of that combined probably is why I go with basketball. To see a, a really good basketball game live, whether it's BYU, whether it's going to a jazz game. like I have so many great memories going to a basketball game. I, I think that's probably where I would go And a very close second is baseball just because I, I love baseball so much.
1: See, and that's for sure what I thought was going to be your number one. But I agree with you with basketball. Here's the thing. It gets a little bit hot in those indoor arenas, right? So much fun, so loud. But I have to go with football. It is so loud, these huge, giant venues. Everyone can get a little bit more rowdy, which could be good and bad, I guess. But because it's outside the fall weather, Shep, you can't get any better than that fall weather. It starts out a little warm as the season progresses. It gets a little more chilly. Start putting on your jackets. Oh, something about that fall weather I just absolutely love. I'm going to have to go with football. In football, it, and I'm sure it just kind of boils down to what's your favorite sport, even though I know baseball is your favorite and you said basketball. But for most people, it probably boils down to what is your favorite sport, and that's right. what's going to be the most fun for you to attend.
0: Well, and
1: football it- is my absolute favorite, and I, I just, like you, I have these amazing memories uh, growing up going to BYU football games and other football games, and even high school football games. I love going to. There's just something about Friday night lights, and and I also, as a media member, was able to be a sideline reporter on the sideline of football games. Which <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't beat that. You seat, can't beat right? that. So yeah, well, so, the so other football part, wins for me.
0: The other part about football, and it goes to a lot of what you were talking about, is it's it's one of those sports that's still an event because it's not it's you know it's it's once a week. You're playing mm-hmm. one game a week. Now, obviously, exactly, it, you know, you have games. Sometimes you have games on Thursday. Sometimes you have games on Friday and Saturday. But it's still one a week, so it's still more of an event than you know, say, you know, a, a basketball team week where they play two or three games, or you know, a, a three, or, a three or four game series in baseball, basketball. or, Excuse me, football is still once a week and. You know, you, you, in college, you're only playing 12, 13 games. You know, in the NFL, you're playing 16 in a regular season. So it, it's very limited, which adds then to the excitement that, oh, it's it's a football game day.
1: Oh, yeah. You have to relish each game because you only get 12, right? I love it. Yep. All right. Coming up, Selection Sunday is tomorrow, and we're going to select our top memories of the most obscure opponents <laughs> BOU has faced in the big dance. Plus... Let's get to know more about the state where all the madness is happening this year. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Selection Sunday is where the tournament committee reveals the 68 teams selected to compete for a chance to win the NCAA National Championship. BYU men's hoops is projected seven seeds, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. Because so many teams from different conferences get selected, it brings out a lot of obscure teams that nobody has heard of and oftentimes (laughs) making a nice run in the tournament. So Shep and I decided to select the most random team we remember BYU playing in the tournament. Shep, what is your number one pick? Uh, See, uh,
0: this one was really difficult for me because... I, I don't remember, like, obscure I, – I I remember I, – I, the one that immediately came to mind was was Iona, where <laughs> uh-huh. where BYU was down – it was, what, 25 points, and they set an NCAA record coming back and actually winning that game. And it was Noah Hartsock. Noah Hartsock, Hartsock right? Yeah. Yep. Noah, Har- Noah Hartsock was the stud of that game. That's the one that stands out to me. I've got other thoughts on other teams BYU's played, but in terms of, like, the random just kind of – obscure team, that's the one that stands out. What, what about for you?
1: All right. I'm going to go with the Wofford Terriers. The Wofford Terriers. Do you <laughs> remember? So, obviously, no one's going to forget this because it was Jimmer's run in the yep. NCAA tournament in 2011.
0: I was there. And it was
1: the, the the first round, and so was I. And that's why it sticks out to me because I remember it was in Denver, mm-hmm. first round the NCAA tournament. I remember being like, I'm sorry, Wofford? Is this an actual <laughs> team is that an is actual name is this so I pronounced had to...
0: walford and we're just mispronouncing it what are we is this w- wafford <laughs> what, what is this
1: yeah the wafford terriers from spartanburg south carolina and they actually are in the uh tournament almost every single year and i had never noticed them before 2011 whatsoever so that to me was the most obscure team that I remember because actually they did better against Jimmer and the Cougars in 2011 than Gonzaga, Gonzaga did, did that's right. in the second round of that tournament. So they were actually a really good team. And one of my memories that sticks out is the Wofford cheerleaders. Every time Jimmer Fredette would would uh, go to their side of the court, they would just giggle and, and they were like, Oh my gosh. Cause he was like the biggest thing, right. In, in the college landscape, oh, national yeah. college landscape. So, they just they were loving every second of Jimmer Fredette, and that stood out to me because I'm like, how do you how do you choose to go to Wofford, and how do you even hear of it?
0: I, I, I guess be, if
1: you're if you're from South Carolina, yes, right?
0: Yes, exactly. If you're from the area, you know, obviously, yeah. And it, it's it's funny that you bring up that specific run because that's kind of where I wanted to go with not so much obscure team, but but that run because I was so. It's funny because I don't remember seeing you at that tournament at the Pepsi <laughs> Center in Denver. Well, I was, I was a student. I was I was there as well. oh, so you were not covering it.
1: Uh, we were covering. Oh, we so were covering you were, you it were, as were,
0: students. I see what you're saying. Yes, I see what you're saying.
1: So, ship, ship. You. We were just puny little students. No, you weren't gonna. You weren't, <laughs> weren't gonna recognize no. it. Sorry. Right.
0: No, 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 no. That is not that at all. <laughs> but I <laughs> I remember being there and that run. And now, did you end up going to New Orleans after? They advanced past that round?
1: We didn't. know. we just went to Denver okay, so, for the
0: first two rounds. So I was lucky enough that the station I was at at the time was willing to fork over the money to send me <laughs> to not only the, the round in Denver against Wofford and then against Gonzaga, but then also to be able to go to New Orleans and, and be part of that, but... What I, what I wanted to, to bring up was the year before that season, what, what I remember is this was kind of the beginning of Jimmer mania. You remember BYU goes to the NCAA tournament, and in the first round, they take on Florida. They win that mm-hmm. game at double overtime, but Jimmer still wasn't Jimmer yet. But then you fast forward another year later, they're taking on Florida again, and Jimmer's Jimmer. I mean, it's Jimmer mania. It's everything. <laughs> and I just remember that from one year to the next against the same program, BYU versus Florida, the difference in the attention that BYU and specifically Jimmer was getting from one year to the next. It was just night and day.
1: So true. And unfortunately, they ended up losing I in know, overtime, right? I one know. overtime.
0: Yeah, it was. They lost oh, the game to the rough. Gators. and. You know, an opportunity. A lot of people thought that was a Final Four team, and and maybe a national championship team. But I know, I know, most people expected that team. Um, if everything had worked out in their favor, that they could have been a Final Four team.
1: And if Brandon Davies was able to play in that game, it maybe would have made a difference. But regardless, it was a fantastic team. They had a chance to win, and they just couldn't quite pull
0: it off. Yeah, it was. That was such a fun run. And uh, something else I remember about that trip. I growing up, I, are you are you a bread pudding fan? By the way. So you never know where I'm going to go with this stuff. I'm not
1: 80 years old.
0: (laughs) I didn't say you put raisins. So no. I didn't say you put raisins (laughs) in it. Okay. Like growing up. Okay,
1: bread pudding. Go ahead. So
0: I had I had never tried it before, and we're in New Orleans, and like, oh, you got to try this bread pudding. It was so good. (laughs) So so now I kind of incorporate (laughs) bread pudding in New Orleans together. So it's just one of those weird wow. things. Wow, because that's
1: definitely not what I think. No, I mean, I also notes, had but... some
0: really good stuff. I had the red beans and rice, which was great down there. Ooh, uh, but see, they, yes. But,
1: now, you're, now you're speaking my language. But see,
0: this was the dessert with the, ma- with the meal that was red beans and rice. And then it had like the, the red beans and rice had like the chunks of sausage in it. Oh, it was so good. But then for dessert, it was bread pudding. <laughs> and i was like, okay, I'm a fan now. I'm, I'm down. I'm down with it. But no raisins. No raisins. Okay.
1: Well, well, now I gotta try it because I. To be fair, I haven't even tried bread pudding. It just sounds like something an eighty-five-year-old man with no teeth would eat. <laughs> I would so, say the
0: the elderly do enjoy some bread pudding. I, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of bread pudding, just kidding. Speaking of the NCAA <laughs> speaking tournament, of the elderly, it was no. <laughs> Speaking of the elderly, it was announced in January that the entire twenty twenty one men's basketball championship will be played in Indiana. With the majority of the tournament's sixty-seven games taking place in Indianapolis, and the games will be played on two courts inside Lucas Oil Stadium, that's his Colts Stadium, mm-hmm. as well as Bankers Life Field House, where the Pacers play, Hinkle Fieldhouse, House, Butler Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Mackey Arena in West Lafayette, just where Purdue is. And correct me if I'm wrong, she up here uh, Simon Scott, I believe I, Scott. I
0: I, I am it's not spelled sure. S
1: K J O D T.
0: So the so, so the j is silent we're we're assuming
1: <laughs> Silent j Sure I'm going to go with Scott Simon Scott Assembly yeah. Hall in Bloomington where Indiana University is the Hoosiers. So I I got to tell you a quick story. I'm going to toot my own horn here for a minute speaking of Indiana. When I was this was 1998 ship, I was 12 years old. Do you remember two ball NBA two ball? Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. Sponsored by McDonald's. All right. Okay. Well, you had a partner, they used to do this in in the NBA as well for All-Star Weekend, but you have a partner and there's different spots on the court and you see how many points you can make. You go back and forth in like one minute. So my friend and I did this in our, in our regional area and we won and we kept winning until we went to the state. So we got to shoot at halftime of the jazz game for the state championship. We happened to win and we thought it was going to stop there. So I'm only 12 years old, mind you. So we got to meet like Carmelo, John Stockton, uh, Brian Russell was my hero for some reason. <laughs> of all the guys on that team, I loved Brian Russell. So we got to meet all those guys. It was like a little kid's dream. It was an incredible year. We thought that's where it ended. We got a call two weeks later. I was in elementary school. Our parents came to the school with these balloons, telling us that we had the top score in the nation. And that they were flying us to Indianapolis, Indiana to shoot at halftime of the Cavs Pacers playoff game uh, for the national championship. So they flew us out there in 98. So we're talking Larry Bird is the head coach. Reggie Miller is the star of the Pacers. Uh, So we got to meet those guys. We got to shoot at halftime against these girls from Detroit. And uh, they played the Rocky soundtrack as as we were walking out on the court, which was a dream of mine. Yes, and we actually won. So I, you're a, national, was a national champion. It was then called the Market Square Arena, where the Pacers play. So oh, yeah. now it's Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Well, it's a completely different national building championship.
0: Now.
1: On that, oh yes, you're yeah, right. It, it is, is a totally different, different
0: building. building
1: now. Well, Shep, still still awesome. You know wow. what I'm saying? It was, yeah. So, so I remember seeing
0: a picture of you at the Jazz game. Like it was like like on Instagram or something you had posted. And so I knew you had done something. I did not know that you had gone all the way to win the whole thing.
1: We did. We won it. It was, <sighs> it was
0: I had it was no incredible. idea. Yeah,
1: I peaked at twelve years old. Most people, <laughs> you know, they say they peak in high school. Mine was I was twelve. I peaked at twelve years old. So it was an awesome so I have some the point is I have some very fond memories of Indiana and in Indianapolis so since all the games are being played in Indiana I thought we better get to know the state a little better okay Shep so I'm gonna hit you with some knowledge right now bring it the Hoosier State brought Larry bird we know that right Larry bird. so I'm gonna give you ten, 10 facts that's the first one Larry Bird okay. from Indiana the gas pump was invented in Indiana really the first you're gonna like this one the first professional baseball game was in Indiana in Fort Wayne
0: oh I like that that's but, not bad
1: Number four, the Indianapolis 500, also known as the greatest spectacle in racing, is in Indiana, as we know. <laughs> Indiana has generated the fifth highest number of professional basketball players per capita of any state. Fifth highest. I mean, that's They, they that are cool. known. It mean, would be cool if it was number one. But. Yeah,
0: that's what they're known as, is a basketball state. That's why they're the Hoosiers. I mean, it's, that's why they're the Indiana Hoosiers. Here's a movie called Hoosiers.
1: That's right. And speaking of, did you know that no one knows where the term Hoosiers came from? Not even people from Indiana know what it means.
0: There's not and a wiki, not not a have wiki the... for
1: that? No, listen, I did a lot of research, and they have a lot of different um, theories of where the name came from, but no one actually knows what it means. So they are the Indiana Hoosiers, and they're like, don't ask us what that is, because we don't know.
0: Really? That's kind of uh, strange that like yep. some sort of historian doesn't have something on that.
1: Well... Listen, Chip. We don't. We don't all have the answers. I guess not. Answers, I guess you but.
0: just have to go with faith.
1: Well, there was a guy. There was a guy named Hoosier back in. His last name was Hoosier back in the day. They think it might be from him. They think it might be a word that derived from something. I don't know. You mean like Rick you can go Hoosier? The research.
0: It's like it's like Rick Hoosier that lives down the street. I'm gonna name <laughs> it after Rick. Uh, let's let's be the Hoosiers Rick after
1: he's a good guy Rick
0: let's be Rick, the Hoosiers. Rick Hoosier he was he was he was kind to everyone. Let's just go with that.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do that now i'm gonna I'm gonna find some good guy on my street and make that the name of my basketball team. All right. the small town of Santa Claus receives tens of thousands of Christmas letters each year. And volunteers have been writing back to the children's letters since 1914. Okay, I did know this. I have
0: heard of Santa Claus, Indiana. Yes.
1: Oh, and I love that they do that. That's a darling. So fun. All right. Number, uh, I think we're on eight. About 20% of the popcorn sold in the United States was grown in Indiana. And this made me so happy because I am a huge popcorn fan. Are you, Chef? Uh,
0: I do enjoy some popped corn, yes.
1: Are you, are you like movie popcorn guy? Are you... Hot buttered at home? Uh, no, and I don't
0: do the butter. Um, like when we go oh, when we go shit. to the movies, we get no butter because it's already butter flavored. I don't need the extra gunk on it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's, that's what, what that's it's called. Be...
0: That is actually the the technical gunk. term for it. It is called gunk.
1: <laughs> it's really the brand
0: name. It's the brand name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that, you're talking about movie popcorn. But yeah. like if you just pop it at home, do you put on butter then?
0: Uh, I don't put extra butter on it. We'll get buttered flavor. I will tell oh, you. See, you're,
1: see now you're now you're talking microwave popcorn. Wait. I'm talking. You get a popper. I have not popped popcorn you make in
0: 20 years. If I'm oh, getting shit. it, I'm going microwave popcorn, or I'm going to one of those specialty popcorn places and I'm getting cinnamon popcorn, which is my favorite.
1: Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing! It's I've never fantastic. Had
0: that. It's fantastic.
1: Where do you get that? I don't know. There's, I
0: there's, so. pl- there's yeah. There's different places, like popcorn places. I There was one th- when we lived up uh, in Salt Lake County that we would go to out at the district, but we don't live up there anymore, so I don't know where one is in Utah County.
1: All right. Anyone listening to this, reach out to Shep and I and tell us where we can get some cinnamon popcorn. Oh, cinnamon popcorn right. is the best. Sounds so good. All right. Number 9 and 10, Gary, Indiana was not only the birthplace of Professor Harold Hill. Name that movie, Shep.
0: Uh, Movie slash musical? Uh, oh, I, if we're in musicals. I don't know.
1: The Music Man. Oh, The Music I've never, Man. I've Professor never seen Professor Harold sorry. Hill is the lead. Oh, <laughs> I'm learning so many things about Ship. Bread pudding and doesn't know. Yeah, talk about, talk music about man.
0: old people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: talk about true. the Music Man.
0: That's totally true.
1: That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. But it was also the birthplace of the Jackson Five.
0: Oh, that's right. Hello, Indiana. Yes. yes.
1: And number 10, random david letterman
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah he
1: was also born we i mean what would we do without david letterman
0: oh, look, so there you go guys one of the staples of late night
1: he is he really is all right so those were your 10 random facts about indiana so now you're going to be a little more jazzed and excited to watch the <laughs> ncaa tournament starting next week all right shep and that does it for us today thanks again to jason shepherd for coming on the show with me you can join the cougar tailgate virtually of course every saturday at noon mountain time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Selection Sunday tomorrow, this is Cougar Tailgate.